I have been preaching for several weeks on the God we sometimes forget. I've been talking about the Holy Spirit, the God we sometimes forget. And I want to continue that today. And I want to talk to you about the Holy Spirit can be seen. The Holy Spirit can be seen. Let's stand and take our Bibles. Can we do that? We're standing. We're taking our Bibles. We're going to Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and verse 23. This is what it says. Galatians chapter 5, it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Under the, there were 613 laws given. But Paul is saying there's no law against love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. I want to talk to you about the Holy Spirit can be seen. Jesus in his ministry, ladies and gentlemen, right before he ascended to heaven, he had 120 followers, 120. So I will say this to pastors. Not every pastor is meant to pastor the megachurch. God's not called us all to pastor megachurches. God's called us all to be faithful. He's to be faithful, to preach the word and do what he's called us to be and to do. He had 120 followers, and he was getting ready to ascend to the Father, and he said, I want to give you some instructions before I ascend. He said, wait right here. Wait in Jerusalem in the upper room. That's what he said to him in Acts 1 and 4. He said, you just wait. Now, here's what I would have thought, folks. I would have thought, well, he should have said to him, you need to go out and minister to people. You need to go out and serve the poor. You need to go out and teach the people. You need to go out and preach. I would have thought, surely Jesus would have said to him, you need to go out. But Jesus said, no, no, no. Just wait right here. Because if you go out, you'll go out on your, on your own. You'll go out by yourself. But if you wait in 10 days, the Holy Spirit's going to come. And when he comes, Acts 1 and 8, he said, you'll receive power. See, he said, it's best for you to wait for the power to come. Because if you just go out, you'll just be doing it in your own strength. And ladies and gentlemen, let me say something to you. If we're not awful careful, we'll be doing ministry. We'll be doing church. We'll be doing activity. But we'll be doing it all in our own strength. Amen? We'll be doing relationships. We'll be doing our marriages. We'll be doing our friendships. We'll be doing everything in our own strength. And I want you to know something, folks. If it's in our own strength, it's going to be wood, hay, and stubble. If it's in our own strength, it's going to be wood, hay, and stubble. But he said, after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you'll receive power. And they will be fruit in your life. He said, after you receive the Holy Spirit, get this, folks. It's, this is not something you can produce in yourself. This is not you hear a motivational speaker and you get it. It's not something you produce in yourself. But he said, the evidence, the fruit of the Holy Spirit is love, joy, peace, 
long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such, there is no law. Now, folks, I, I began to think about when we experience those attributes, when we experience that fruit in our life, there's three quick things I know about it. Fruit's visible. Amen? Look here, come up close. This is what I know about fruit. Fruit's visible. You can see it. Folks, let me tell you something. You can see the Holy Spirit in someone's life. Yeah, they can be unlearned and ignorant men, but you can tell if they've been with the Lord. You can see the Holy Spirit in your life. You can see the Holy Spirit in my life. But not only is fruit visible, but fruit is viable. You say, what are you talking about? It, it's viable. Well, it reflects the character of the tree. It reflects the character of the tree. Now, I want to say something. This is not the message today, but I want you to hear me close because God gave me this while I was seated there and messing up the song service. Now, listen. He is the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you something. If I want God to fill me and to operate in my life, I can't be out here living a life of rebellion and known sin. God's a holy God, ladies and gentlemen. He's a holy God. And if I'm going to be filled with God's Spirit, God, I've got to get a lot of things out of my life that shouldn't be in my life for this holy God to fill my life. That'd be a good place to say amen. I heard about a little boy that would slip out of his bedroom at night. <laughs> he had a fruit tree there, and he'd crawl down that fruit tree and go out and do a lot of things he shouldn't do. Finally, his dad said, you know, that old fruit tree's dying. I'm going to cut it down. That little boy said, oh, my goodness. <laughs> so what he did, he got him some apples. Man, I want another bite. But anyway, but anyway he, he got him some apples, and he tied them to the tree. And the next morning, the father gets up, and he says, oh, that's amazing. The tree is producing fruit. And the little boy said, it's amazing, isn't it, Dad? <laughs> he said, especially when it was a pear tree. <laughs> See, a fruit, fruit reflects the character of the tree. It's visible. It's viable. But I'll tell you something else. It's valuable. It's valuable. I love peaches. I, I love peaches. I've been going down to, uh, God's been leading me. I think it's the Holy Spirit. <laughs> the Holy Spirit's been leading me to Musella, <laughs> to the peach farm and the peach ice cream. Let me tell you, peaches, fruit's valuable because, see, folks, inside the fruit is a seed. And see what, what fruit does? It reproduces. So it's visible, it's viable, it's val valuable. And here's what I began to realize. Now think about this. He said, but the fruit of the Spirit. Notice that's singular. Shouldn't it be the fruits? But, but here's what I, I came to realize. See, there's the gifts of the Spirit. 
the gifts. There's debate about how many, but we know there's many gifts. Some people have the gift of ministry. Some people have the gift of hospitality. Some people have the gift of leadership. Some people have the gift of music. There's different gifts. Now, we don't all, none of us have all the gifts. Now, some people think they have all the gifts. But nobody has all the gifts because you don't. But you have a gift or sometimes multiple. But here's amazing. The reason why fruit is singular is, ladies and gentlemen, when we experience the Holy Spirit in our life, we can have all those things, love, joy, peace, and so on. But it comes through, ladies and gentlemen, being filled with God's Spirit. And I want to say this, and I, this is just a foundation. You've heard this over and over. But you can be a Christian and not be filled with God's Spirit. You can live in a house and not own the house. And God can live in you and not own you. But God is telling us over and over to be filled. Now, for some of us, ladies and gentlemen, that means empty, emptying ourselves out. I, I, I don't want to offend nobody. I don't want to Oh, I could care less. Listen. <laughs> But the truth is, if some of us could get over ourselves, God could really do something in our lives. Well, what about me? I, I don't know in the Bible when Jesus ever said, what about me? I don't know when a committed Christian in the Bible ever said, what about me? So, when we're filled with God's Spirit, we have those nine attributes. There's three things that will be paramount, and I'm going to move as fast as I can. If you get finished before I do, you move faster than I am. First of all, you'll have a countenance that is obvious. You'll have a countenance that is obvious. A little girl said to her grandmother, Grandmother, what's wrong? She said, honey, not anything's wrong. She said, well, grandmother, why don't you tell your face? <laughs> See, folks, the Bible says if, 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 if I'm filled with God's Spirit, this is not Benny Tate, this is what the Bible says. The Bible says, first of all, I have love. I have love. You know, if somebody loves you, it's easy to love them. Amen? If somebody loves you, it's easy to love them. But let me ask him, what about when somebody don't love you? Worse than that, what about when somebody you know betrays you and they're disloyal to you and they talk about you and they say hurtful things? But when they see you, they say, it's so good to see you. I love you. Now, I've got to be transparent just being me. I just want to slap them in Jesus' name. Well, how, do you, how do you love those people? Folks, it only comes through the Holy Spirit. 
It only comes, it, it's, not, it's not in me to want to love somebody that's not good to me. It's in me to love people that are good to me. So the only way we can do it, ladies and gentlemen, is through the Holy Spirit. Now, can you imagine this? Can you imagine in Acts, there's a guy named Stephen, and they, they're upset with Stephen. They literally are biting this man. Can you imagine you get upset with me today and you come up and you start biting me? That's a little bit too close. They were biting this man, and not only were they biting this man, they were stoning this man. How did he handle it? Well, the Bible says in Acts 7 and 55, and being full of the Holy Ghost. And then we jump, jump down to Acts 7 and 59, and he says, lay not this sin to their charge. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, it's not within us to do it within ourselves. We need the Holy Spirit. The only thing that can put love in your heart for people that don't love you is the Holy Spirit. The only thing that can put love in your heart for people that are not good to you is the Holy Spirit. It's not within us. Let me tell you something, folks. We, our country's in a very difficult time. The answer for our country today is God, and it's for every person to be filled with God's Spirit and God's presence and God's Spirit and God's God's presence makes the white man love the black man and the black man love the white man and the red man love the white man and the yellow man love the yellow man. We love all people because of the Holy Spirit. That's the answer. And it's not within us. It comes through the Holy Spirit. That's why every day in my life I'm saying, God, empty me of me and fill me with your spirit. God, empty me of me and fill me with your spirit because if you fill me with your spirit, I'll have love in my heart for those that don't look like me, for those who don't act like me, for those that are from somewhere else, from somebody that's got a different culture, for those who do things that I don't do, but I love them because the Holy Spirit's inside me. You have a countenance that is obvious because you have love. But not only do you have love, but you have joy. But the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy. See, folks, we've missed it. Happiness is based on what happens. Amen? My team won the ball game. Well, you're happy. But get real. If you, was, if you were an Atlanta Brave fan, you'd be depressed. Because <laughs> happiness is based on what happens. It's external. But joy is based on your relationship with the Lord. And you can have joy despite the circumstances. Despite. I, I was with a precious lady yesterday at the hospital. She was going to have back surgery. And I said to this precious lady, I said, remember, Deuteronomy 31 and 8. I said, you're getting ready to go in that room and that doctor's going to cut on your back, but the Lord's already in there. <laughs> He's gone before you. And when you go in there, he'll be with you. And you don't have to fear because he'll never forsake you. And you don't have to be dismayed. Let me tell you something, folks. We can have joy despite our circumstances.
<laughs> don't tell me it don't pay to live for the Lord. It pays to live for the Lord and the retirement plans out of this world. Amen? Now look, a countenance that is obvious. You have love, you have joy, you have peace. Jesus said in John 14 and 27, peace I leave with you. Peace I leave with you. No matter what happens, the Lord said, I'll give you peace. I'll give you peace. Not only a countenance that is obvious, but friend, when we're filled with God's Spirit, we have a conduct that is orderly. We conduct ourselves in the right way when we're filled with God's Spirit. First of all, it says you're, you're long-suffering. Now get this, folks. Come in real close. What does long-suffering mean? This is what it means. In the Greek, which, by the way, the New Testament was written in Greek, long-suffering means far from anger. Far from anger. Folks, we need the Holy Spirit. People are so angry. We say things and do things and commit actions that we regret. How many of you, how many of you got things? How many of you said things? Let me, let me tell you, the man in the pulpit, the man who's preaching to you, I've said things I wish I could take back. But long-suffering is far from anger. And not only do you have long-suffering, but you have gentleness, which is kindness. You're kind to people. See, folks, it's nice to be important, but it's more important to be nice. Have you ever met people that could strut sitting down? My poor old mom said, I'd like to buy them for what they're worth and sell them for what they think they're worth. Kindness. It comes through the Holy Spirit. Adrian Rogers said, great preacher. It's probably how God's going to sound when you get to heaven. Great preacher. Adrian said one day he got a note from a man, and the man said, the preaching today was fabulous, and the music was pretty good. I get notes like that all the time. <laughs> but this is what the man said. He said, as I was pulling out of the church drive, a lady stopped and let me in and gave a pretty smile and waved at me. And he said, I went home planning to do what I was planning to go home to do. I went home planning to end my life. He said, I started walking toward the closet to get the gun. And that image came in my mind of that lady smiling at me. It wasn't the message. It wasn't the music. It was a lady smiling and waving. And he said, I just couldn't do it. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. Kindness comes through the Holy Spirit. It's in us not to be kind. 
it's in us to look out for number one. That's why we need the Holy Spirit. Long-suffering, gentleness, goodness. What is goodness? It's being good by living by godly values. It's being a person of character. When we're filled with God's Spirit, we have a countenance that's obvious. We have a conduct that's orderly. But we have a character that is obedient. Notice what it says. Faith. Faith. When we're filled with God's Spirit, the Holy Spirit imparts faith into us. And we start believing God for things we could never believe God for before. And then when we, not only does he impart faith in us, but he puts meekness in us. The text there is like you would break a, a wild stallion. And God puts humility in us. And then not only does he put humility in us, but he puts temperance in us. He puts self-control. Let me share something with you folks. That vice, that, that thing that you have such an appetite for. I heard a situation the other day, and why'd you do that? I did it for the drugs. That that we can't control, greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Let me tell you something, folks. Self-control's not in you. Self-control is being filled with God's Spirit. And you yield to God's Spirit. And you can overcome whatever it is, whatever that vice is, whatever that struggle is. You say, whatever. Uh, let me tell you something. There's as many people that are hooked on prescription drugs as are hooked on illegal drugs. And the answer still being filled with the Holy Spirit and being filled with God's presence. That's the answer. We need the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit. I'm not preaching about something that's mystical. I'm preaching about something that's biblical. And we've given it and said it's not for our church. It's not for our church. Let me tell you something. The Holy Spirit is for every church. Let me share something, folks. And I'm almost done. This is your life. This is your ministry. This is your relationships. This is your marriage. Let me tell you what, let me tell you what preaching is without the Holy Spirit. It's a flat balloon. That's all it is. You can have the best outline. You can know how you can know Greek and Hebrew, but it's just flat. It's just boring. That's what preaching is without the Holy Spirit. That's what your class is without the Holy Spirit. That's what your camp meeting is without the Holy Spirit. That's what your college is without the Holy Spirit. That's what your marriage is without the Holy Spirit. That's what your relationships are without the Holy Spirit. They're just flat. We need God. We need the Holy Spirit. Your marriage won't make it. Your relationship won't make it. This church won't continue to grow without the Holy Spirit. Do you think you can take a personality, a person like Benny Tate, and that's the answer? He can't help people. We need the Holy Spirit to help people. Yeah. 
It's just flat. What's amazing, folks? Jesus said, I'm going to go to heaven. And he went to heaven. All the Holy Spirit is is the breath of Jesus. And what was flat, what was flat becomes full. And see, folks, I accepted Christ. And, and Barbara, he came into my life when I didn't even understand it. And I was this, Rick. That's what it was. He came into my life when I was a 16-year-old boy from the wrong side of the tracks. But he said, wait, Benny. I want to do so much more. I, 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 I want to do, I want to do exploits in your life. I said, well, Lord, what do I need to do? He said, just yield yourself and be filled with God's spirit. And that's what happens. That's what happens. You know, I, 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 I've reached this conclusion, folks. I've reached this conclusion. We desperately need him. I've reached the conclusion without the Holy Spirit, I don't want to preach. Because you know what the Bible tells us? We can't even understand this anyway without the Holy Spirit. You can't understand it. You say, I graduated from Harvard. It matters not. You can't understand this without the Holy Spirit. Barbara and I are praying about something right now. No, I'm not resigning to church. Get all that crazy stuff. We're praying about something. Well, Jesus is not going to tell us. God's not going to tell us. It's the Holy Spirit. He's the one that's here to guide us. He's God's agent on earth. I need the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit. We desperately need him. As our musicians are coming, let me tell you a story. When I was a, a boy, somebody was telling me the other day, they was telling me a boy had turned out the way he's turned out. A boy had turned out the way he turned out because he didn't have a daddy. And I said, well, he don't have to turn out that way. I, I don't, I'm, I'm sorry for young men out there who didn't have a daddy, but I never used the word daddy in my life. I never used the word daddy. I, I'm, I'm sorry for those men who didn't have it, but I didn't have it either. But I learned I can let it make me bitter or I can let it make me better. That's what you do. You, you, you can reflect on the scars or you can reach for the stars. That's what you can do. 
You can take that hurt and you can use it for good. What I've made up my mind to be, I, I hope I've been, I've tried to be the best daddy on earth to Savannah. Yeah, I've tried to be. I, I, I've tried. Barbara said to me one time, she said, what, does it ever concern you if Savannah wanted to meet her biological father? No. I said, I'll, I'll take her to meet him. Why, that cat could never replace me. But when I was a little boy, I'd play ball. I never was much good. But I played ball, and I played baseball, and I played football, and I played basketball, and I wrestled. I participated in everything. Was you ever good at any of it? Never good at any of it. Never good. But I played. And I'd go to those ball games, and I'd see those families walk up. And I remember thinking as a little boy many times, I wish somebody would come and watch me play. I wish I had a daddy that would be at the ball games. I remember thinking that many, many times. I tell you, this may be morbid. I probably need counseling to this day, but I'd get off in a corner and I'd say, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. I just so wanted to say the words. I was just so envious of those good families. And the Lord showed me a verse this week that I've never noticed before. It's in James chapter 4, verse 5, and I'm done with this. It says, Do you think that the Scripture saith in vain? The Spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth to envy. Now get this. The Holy Spirit's not a force. He's not an energy. He's not enthusiasm. He's a person. And the Holy Spirit sees us participating in all this stuff. And the Bible says, He lusteth to envy. He's sitting back saying, Oh, I'd like to have that relationship with you. He's saying... I wish you got as excited about me as you do that stuff. I wish you got as excited about me as you do that activity. I wish you were as thrilled about talking and walking and spending time with me as you are in all that. By the way, am I preaching the book? The Holy Spirit that dwells in you and in me. He lusteth to envy. He said, I so want a relationship with you. So here's what I do, folks. I found I'm like D.L. Moody. I leak. I come before the Lord and I say, Lord, I didn't mean to let that stuff creep back in, but it's crept back in. Lord, to the best of my ability, empty me of me. And Lord, fill me with your spirit. Because if I get filled with your spirit, I'll have love. 
If he gets filled with the Spirit, he'll love you more. If you get filled with the Spirit, you'll love him more. I'll have love. I'll have joy. I'll have peace. I'll have long-suffering. I won't be angry as bad. I'll have meekness. I'll have, I'll have temperance. I can get victory over that stuff. It keeps pulling me down every week. I got victory, Lord. But it only comes through saying, God, to the best of my ability, I empty myself of myself and ask you just to fill me with your spirit. It's not complicated, folks, but it's very biblical. And Holy Spirit, right now, I apologize to you. I haven't preached about you enough. I haven't taught about you enough, Holy Spirit. But Holy Spirit, I am more convinced today than ever before. We desperately need you. Friend, I trust the message today has spoken to your heart. And if you've never accepted Christ as your personal Savior, I want to challenge you to do that today. It's the greatest decision you'll ever make. And I've often said, it's as simple as ABC. A stands for acknowledge. You've got to acknowledge that you're a sinner. B stands for believe. You've got to believe that Christ and His blood was shed on the cross for your sin. And then C, you simply must confess your sins to Him. I want to encourage you right now to repeat a simple prayer with me. I'll pray the prayer. You repeat it with me if you'd like to accept Christ as your personal Savior. Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. But God, I'm sorry for my sin. I'm so sorry I want to change. I believe that you died for my sin. And I confess my sin to you right now come into my heart Lord and forgive me of all my sin now thank you Lord for forgiving me thank you for coming in to my life amen friend congratulations on the greatest decision that you'll ever make and I want you to know this decision is not based on how you feel right now because God's not a feeling he's a fact this decision is based on the fact that you have done what God's Word says you must do to have eternal life. So congratulations on the greatest decision you'll ever make. And thank you for being with us today. God bless you and we'll see you soon.